G'day and welcome to another episode of Electronic Music Man. I'm James Locksmith. On today's episode, I have a guest who was on the show this year as part of our roundtable discussion about health, well-being in music and ways to help yourself during COVID. As part of introducing transformational practitioners onto the show each month between all the brilliant minds in music i wanted to bring this man back to discuss his amazing career and body of work this guy has spent his whole life and career you could say obsessed with high achieving and has accomplished what many would dream about his new peak performance and coaching business is rapidly becoming popular within the within with clients in the uae and across the mena region an accomplished coach and practice and practicing in master life health in transformation nutrition rsci nlp practitioner practitioner master hypnotist timeline paradigm master practitioner and in relationships as well he has worked on multi-billion dollar aviation and and transportation projects and completed in multiple Ironman competitions before turning his career into a coaching business. Still an owner of multiple businesses and a proud husband and father. On today's episode, we're discussing when is it time to pause, surrender or quit? His very own The Ascension Method, Collective Consciousness, Energy and Quantum Healing, Daily Routines and Setting Boundaries. Arsalan Al-Hashimi, welcome again to Electronic Music Man. So glad to have you back for a one-on-one to learn more about you and share your stories, your methods, and to the career of of Electronic Music Man uh, audience. Welcome back. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here again. Uh, love Thanks, chatting mate. with you, bro. Thank you. <laughs> so tell me about your Ironman competition experiences. Many people compete with them in uh, to push themselves with uh, and deal with demons, their shadows, and push their limits in order to grow and become better versions of themselves. Surely there are better and less extreme ways to, t- to reach these outcomes. What was your fascination and interest with them? And um, your last competition, you practically completed the race sick and caused severe health, health conditions as a result. When is it time to surrender or quit? Um, I think a good time to surrender or quit is way beyond, way before what happened to me, actually. As you said, I, uh, I, I crashed and burned. Um, Metaphorically, of course, not uh, not physically mm. in my last iron race. And um, I got diagnosed with the free sicknesses after that that were uh, pretty hectic, to be honest. It took me a few years to to get over to get over them. And um, I think one of the most valuable lessons that I got out of this experience with Ironman is to learn when to uh, listen to my body and how to listen to my body and mind. And know when to quit before it's too late, uh, because a lot of people actually don't know how to do that in this life of uh, where we're taught that we're supposed to uh, grind all day, all night to succeed in our dreams and not really listen to uh, to our bodies and 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 take a break whenever whenever we need to. Uh, this was a huge huge lesson which I was able to actually also transfer into this business that I do now. Um, the Ironman was really interesting, to be honest with you. I uh, um, I started it thinking that I'm just going to do triathlons, which is a shorter virgin, um, distance-wise and time-wise. And then I started getting obsessed with the 
uh, with the science behind it, actually, because I am the kind of person that's always been pushing myself to the limits. And uh, Ironman is, uh, is as, as far as you can push in terms of sports and achievements uh, in, that, in that arena. And so uh, I just got obsessed with the, with the science behind it, the, the, the readings we get from Ironman with all the technology that's available right now is very, very insightful. I was able to test so many different diets, so many different uh, methods of training, uh, many different mindset uh, approaches um, for me. And then I slowly started testing it on other people. Um, and it was very extremely insightful. It was actually like the platform that, that really launched uh, my coaching business as in going into it full time. Because there, it's still very popular and a lot of people use it to transform their lives as a, as a way to. So would you say that the, um, the, the disciplines and the structures and the science, as you said, that is involved helps that whole process like it creates i guess new ways of um living and and that are that you take away with you after after the experience and you can without living like an iron man every day of your life but it does set new structures and and it also you're able to learn uh about your limits and and your behavioral patterns and your the resistance and becoming more resilient is is that what fascinates people to do this competition do you think yeah i mean I, i'm not i'm not going to speak for all people but i know that this sport attracts certain type of people to start with um mm. and uh, i think that uh, type of uh type of mentality um uh, benefits greatly from from the from from the structure of this sport. I mean, don't forget that this sport is three sports, so it's not just one sport. The many people that run long distances like marathons or swim long distances in open water or do cycling are playing individual sports. You have to actually coordinate three sports into your life, which you have to do equally well. Um, and everybody is along the. Uh, the spectrum of how good they are in one sport or the other. Um, and then you also have your families, you also have your career. Uh, most of us are not professionals, so we also have our work. Uh, we also have our families to take care of. It's like another full-time job, you know, or sometimes three mm -hmm. full-time jobs that you have to incorporate into your life. So it teaches you a lot of skills that, um, uh, that you can incorporate into your life. And especially after you walk away from it and there's that void of the iron man which a lot of people suffer with after they leave for a year because it's really like breaking up a relationship you know but afterwards you can start incorporating all these things you've learned about yourself about uh, time management about nutrition about uh, rest like you were saying rest and recovery and how you can incorporate that into your life it's uh, it's an amazing vehicle of uh, of learning of learning and and and, and consciousness i guess you know, in that sense. And what would be the the minimum, um, I guess, length of training that's required? I guess it does depend on someone's fitness level. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, like what would be the sort of 
on an average someone who is athletic and and trains on the regular or is an average sort of fitness sort of level what would be would they need 12 months advanced would they need six months three months like i guess it would vary but what 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 advice would you say there to, to complete an ironman mm. i mean look as you said it depends where you're coming from uh, and it also depends on very very many variables what kind of body do you have uh, what kind of uh, metabolic system do you have all these things pour into it uh, for me i came uh, from a from an athletic background already uh, but my, 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 my background was not uh, endurance. Um, so I had to literally switch my whole system um, into an endurance system, uh, which took quite a while. It took about two years. Um, and the worst thing you can do is what I did, which is rush yourself into it, because you're going to find that wall that I crashed into. You know, um, mm. I one of the things I learned was to also listen to people that are much better than me and actually listen to advice uh, because I did not listen to the advice of a few coaches that advised me to kind of slow down and take this easily. Mm. Um, and I rushed into it. And that was one of the reasons why I, I, I struggled at the end. Uh, but my advice, regardless, is find a really good coach and uh, research them really well, make sure they know what they're talking about. And then... Um, and then get into it um, mm. and, and stick to the advice they're telling you literally exactly word for word. Like, don't come up with your own. Don't come up with your own stuff <laughs> like me. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's what my advice would be. But in general, I think it takes about like uh, one to three years, depending on your a preparation. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, a full Ironman, if you are in the mid range, of people like just completing it, you're talking about ten hours of continuous work. What? You know? What? A week? A day? What? No, the, the race, the race. Oh, the race, the race yeah. itself. Yeah, it's yeah, about, yeah. It's, yeah, about, yeah. it's about ten hours. If you're really, really good, you'll finish it in about eight or nine. But if you're, and if you're slower, you'll finish it in twelve. So mm. it's twelve at uh, ten hours of continuous work at that rate is is, is something that you really need to get up for. There are people that finish it within six months, don't get me wrong. But talk to mm. these people afterwards and you'll understand why you shouldn't. <laughs> no. yeah. is, and is that because of the, the impact that the body faces after and the recovery after, uh, after it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Most people don't understand that the race is one thing. The race is when you're, when you're done, really. The race is when you're, when you're having fun. It's all the mm. preparation you have to go through before that. That's mm. where... where where the damage could happen. It's not the race. The race mm. is just a one day thing where you're enjoying and it's a beautiful because there are people around you, there are people supporting you. You know, you have this goal, you're driven, adrenaline is available, cortisol available, everything to pick you up. There's food, there's drinks, people are cheering. But when you're <laughs> training, it's a lonely, lonely path, man. I remember yeah. like waking up four o'clock in the morning, going to bike here in the middle of the desert for three to four hours by myself, no music allowed nothing it's mm. just you and the bike and the elements you know and, thoughts, and that's huh? it <laughs> you know and just just yeah. imagine you know you meditate for three or four hours you know you've done that mm. stuff just imagine what mm. you're going through when you're actually on a bike monotonous mm. in the middle of the desert for three to four mm. hours and you do this like two or three times a week yeah. you know yeah 
and and there's running and there's swimming sometimes you have to do it twice a day then there's gym yeah. there's maintenance food fixing your bike it's a full-time thing wow wow well yeah i i can i can certainly see that that kind of discipline and uh project to do something like this how it could um uh have benefits to the you know your life after it, it, both professionally and personally you know like just um it would it would lay down some 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 foundations and of course for you it inspired you to review i guess the way you look at things and the way and it and it inspired you to create this new business of yours as well um and it became some kind of catalyst for your career business and change now i'm i'm fascinated by um this method that you've developed called the ascension method and i and it's a combination of your studies and research uh, tell me, is this is this a, like a one size fits all type program, or is it like is it one a like one program or a method, or is it can is it uh, broken into several parts and and um, and of course by the client's needs, do you just take out certain parts of this method, or is it like one big program? Tell me a bit of tell us a bit, a bit about that. So it is, uh, it, is, it is a one-size-fit-all in terms of the building blocks that you need to go through, which are five building blocks, right? Okay. But within these building blocks, uh, there is a, a very big leeway um, that will work from one person to one person. I'm, I'm a big, big believer in whatever it is uh, within um, human change or human performance that there is nothing that fits one person. Everybody has their own... Uh, buddy types everybody has their own mindsets that they come from everybody has their their own environments that shape them so um, the building blocks the main blocks will work for everybody but within them I have the range and the ability to kind of bring in and bring out tools that will work according to the situation Um, so the initial part is all about reconditioning your uh your unconscious mind um where we work together and i guide you through a process that uh, you go inwards and find uh the answers to the things the baggage we call it that is holding you back um most methods that are out there do not actually touch base with the root cause of the issue which usually is between the age of zero to seven and uh, sometimes it's even before that. So it's in your past, um, either from your, uh, either it is genealogical or it is your past life, whatever your belief system is. Um, but it is, in your, it could be in your past. And what we do is we get to the, to the root cause of this and we kind of, um, uh, we don't erase it, but we change your perspective of the event that is in the root cause. And mm. that basically realigns uh, all of your timeline um, to the present and to the future and even your past. So there are cases where I dealt with some of my clients that uh, did this and they didn't just heal themselves. They healed their parents. They healed their siblings um, because we're all energetically connected. Um, and everything I'm talking about, by the way, is science. It's not uh, it's not crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo-hoo stuff, you know. 
Mm -hmm. uh, I'm everything I do is very grounded in science. And that's why it took me such a long time to come up with my method. I've been doing this for almost a decade because I didn't want to, uh, although I am extremely spiritual, I did not just want to base this on faith. I wanted to base this on a platform of uh, proven uh, science. Mm. And then you can add faith onto that as a, as a, as a top layer. Yeah. Yeah, um, so, so after after just to really quickly go through it after the sure. after the the reconditioning the reconditioning uh and we have gotten you from an unconscious perspective to a place where you are completely transformed um in your mind right and your mindset's completely changed then we go back into into the seven pillars of transformation i call them which is seven pillars of your life um, like nutrition, relationships, um, career, spirituality are some of them. And then we kind of assess every single pillar of your life. And, um, and then we go to work. That's the long term part of the of the relationship where we take every pillar and we and we and we maximize it in terms of its uh, in terms of its health and in terms of its efficiency. Um, so that all the pillars of your life are kind of working together to make you the best version of yourself. Mm. Um, now, you mentioned before about um, sort of getting to the root cause of, uh, I guess, sort of like a, original incidences or um, tra traumatic experiences that would have, I guess, a grasp on, on individuals. It, it's also been... In the world of transformation, it's also been um, not to say that it, that is not an approach, but there's also this the, the discussion that like you could it, it it could also not necessarily need to go that far back, but also deal with the present sort of emotion or like if there's an if there's an anger issue, for example is learning how to bring that anger down and bring that can also help with releasing without even going back to the root cause. Do you, do you understand what I mean? Like there's, there are um, cases or, or you could say or case studies that, um, that, you know, do we, do we really need to go back to the original root cause or is it just a matter of learning how to um, uh, bring down the the emotional charge so to speak when that's happening or in in the present moment um, I you know I, I can see that you can benefit from both but have you found that to be useful as well rather than like or do you are you pretty adamant that like if you don't get to the cause you won't heal um, there is a difference between um, fixing your behavior which is what you're referring to so if you are okay. learning tools and methods to control your anger in certain situations um, that is absolutely available um, some of my clients that don't want to um, go back to the root cause or aren't comfortable yet um, to explore that uh, that journey um, are absolutely taught um, 
and advised how to um, identify when certain patterns or certain behaviors emerge and they're also advised on different methods and how to uh, control the situation right however that is still a reactive process that is still a reactive process to an unconditioned to a to a sorry to a conditioned unconscious reaction to a certain uh, stimulus right that you have to kind of acknowledge consciously right and then have the conscious tools to uh, suppress the anger right because that's what you're doing at the end of the day the anger is coming up and you're pushing it down right um that's one way of dealing with this issue the other way is to actually deal with the the root of the problem you know and the root of the problem is in your unconscious mind and that's just science so if you really really want to deal with the with the with the uh, the the initiation of that um of that of that uh, of that emotion then you have to go back to the root cause it's like basically i don't know it's like uh, taking medication for 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 mental mental issues since that's what we're talking about today you know mm. if you're taking medications you in reality are not solving the problem what you're doing is you are relieving the symptoms sure it's the same exact thing if you're le yeah. learning through your behavioral um, tools to suppress the emotion, right? Then you are just learning tools that are um, relieving the symptoms. Okay. Now, there is a science that says that if you continue to relieve the symptoms time after time after time after time after time, it will start decreasing, decreasing, and decreasing because your unconscious mind learns through repetition right mm. that is one of the ways where you can reprogram your unconscious mind right repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating but that's a ridiculous number i don't i forgot what the number is like 50,000 times or 100,000 times or something like that until it becomes a learned behavior it becomes an unconscious pattern right mm. so just imagine if you have to suppress anger 50,000 times you know by the time by the time 50,000 comes i don't know what kind of results you're going to have in your life Right. If you're mm -hmm. able to go see somebody, I can, I can, I can reprogram your unconscious mind completely in about give or take 16 hours, 15 to 16 hours of work. Right. Versus you doing this literally 50,000 hours. Mm. You know what I mean? That's all I'm telling you is just science. It's nothing I came up with. It's research. So if you want to, because what happens when you, just to go into the science a little bit, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a geek like that, um, what happens is when every time this, uh, you have a stimulus and you react to it a certain way, and then you learn a, learn a way, a method to kind of uh, change that reaction, what you're doing is you're rewiring something in your mind, right? You, they're, they're, your neurons are connected like this, and you're rewiring it so that they disconnect and then they and then they reconnect somewhere else right but if you're not dealing with the root cause what happens is this wiring comes back slowly because it's a habit it's an unconscious habit and your right. unconscious mind is 95 percent of your behavior so it's a lot more powerful than your conscious mind right 
Well, I guess like if because um, there are okay, there are certain emotions that are you know being human, and uh, and I guess they're amplified based on our stories and our past experiences. So you're saying that if we change those perceptions and change those the the, the perceptions and the stories, the narrative and the energy charge around it then that amplification then becomes a lot smaller and therefore those emotions and behavior will, will then thus change. Absolutely. Um, so um, why then why then like, so you do you, so you, you, you feel that, that in order to, to really make that change, then that's, then that's what needs to be done. So like if you, because like sometimes, you know, you can find that you've got a certain reaction to something and you can't, you just don't know, like it's almost like you've developed some kind of numbing around that, um, I guess subconsciously there's a numbing around it. Like, and therefore you, you don't really understand why you're having an anxiety attack and you're, or, and it could be something that's deep into in, in in your mind. But what you can do over time is learn how to um, decrease the or, or know you know oh I'm feeling this anxiety I'm feeling this anxiousness and you start developing a way that can put you in a state of like peacefulness and quietness and then I guess it goes away i mean how, how can we tell the difference between what is suppressing and what's actually letting go like yeah <laughs> does that make sense yeah my question no, i understand mm. i mean look um there are there if if you have learned techniques to let go right then you are letting go and if you're suppressing, you're suppressing. For me, the end result is the same, right? Because for me, it all goes back to why is this happening in the first place, right? Mm. Whatever you do to relieve it, um, does does not still does not address that there is a, there is there is there is a reason why all of this is happening to you. There's a reason why you were acting that way. There is there's a reason why these situations are making you anxious. In in my practice, that is what I'm interested in. I'm interested in completely transforming people, because through my own journey um, and everything that you spoke about in the introduction, my government life, uh, which I started from zero and went all the way up to a very very high senior position. And then I kind of fell from that and then got into corporate life and climbed my way up all the way to the top and then fell again and then started the Ironman. And it's this repeating pattern of going up and down and up and down and up and mm, down mm. that happens to people is because they are trying to relieve things from a behavioral perspective. And what your yeah. unconscious mind is going to do is it's going to keep presenting whatever needs to be sorted out in your life it's going to keep repeating it to you in patterns and in different situations and until you relieve that that source right um and that's what i'm interested in i'm honestly 
slowly and slowly not interested in working with people that want to put a surface um, bandage on, on their problems because I, I don't want them walking out back there and knowing the <laughs> knowing the knowledge I have and knowing the simple the simplicity of it. It really yeah. is very, very simple to fix. And I don't want people coming here and going out and hurting. You know, what I want is I want people to change from from inside out completely. That's mm. the kind of thing I'm invested in. Yeah. So so if you're asking me whether um, suppressing or letting go, um, I would definitely choose the letting go. Right. And there are different tools for that. Suppressing is just making that when you're suppressing something you're not resolving it in any way you're making it worse because mm. your unconscious mind is feeling that resistance and trust me your unconscious mind is a lot stronger than your conscious mind just think about it you are pushing up against something that controls 95 percent of your being yeah it can push yep. back on it can push back using its your immunity system it can push back using your digestive system. It can push back using your cardiac system. It can push back. Dude, it controls everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it will push back one way or the other. Genes, hormones, everything. Anything. Anything. Yeah. It will push mm -hmm. back. It will present the problem to you in so many ways that... And we're not even talking about the metaphysical stuff. We're just talking mm. about the physical stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. The metaphysical stuff is... That's the seat of the metaphysical stuff too. You know, yeah. your higher self, your unconscious mind, they're all connected. Mm, mm. And, 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 and that is another place where you don't want to, you don't want to mess around. You want to be clean yeah. there, bro, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I can certainly relate to that. Um, just by, uh, practicing certain methods with a com combination of like hypnotherapy and sort of reprogramming really. And, you know, you kind of see, you kind of see these little, because you, what you're doing is you're changing these paradigms. And then all of a sudden, there is that, it's like you're changing this internal paradigm, and then you're changing this sort of energy field around you. And all of a sudden, it's like all these things start to, like you start to expand, and then all these things around you start to change in your life as a result. So I can, I totally, I'm on board with you there. No, absolutely. Uh, and you, you, you spoke about some of your clients before, how you've had this, they've had an, like the, the relationships have changed with family. And it's not like the family members, I'm assuming that the family members not, haven't done the work, but because of that individual who's done that work has therefore their relationship with their family members has changed even in their relationship whether it be the spouse so therefore the dynamic starts to change so i so i wanted to talk about collective consciousness and quantum healing and um how are you practicing this with your clients and, and do you do group sessions with family members or is it just usually those kind of results that you're talking about have been because of an individual changing themselves and therefore their relationships have changed. Uh, I've never done families. I've done relationships um, and I've done um, kind of parents and their kids because a lot of people that bring their kids around here um, don't really realize that it's 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 their it's their kids conditioning that's happening at home that's resulting in in the in the problems they're displaying. Right. 
So in that sense, I sometimes work with families that way. Uh, but what I was referring to um, is actually this profound um, uh, side effect to you working on yourself because you are projecting your reality outwards. This is how this is how we work from a quantum perspective, right? So whatever, like you know, that saying, "Be the change you want to see in the world," mm -hmm. right? That's exactly what it is. It's 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 a very very profound, deep quantum statement if you want to call it that because basically what that's saying is you need to change yourself from inside first which is changing your conditioning what i'm yeah. talking about yeah. you know changing your uh your emotions changing your thoughts and that will project outwards a life that you want to see and that also includes your family members it includes everybody because once this could happen in two ways one way is if you are displaying to your family how your change has is affecting you then they will look at you and they will think okay you know this guy is not crazy and uh, like we thought he was talking about quantum stuff and healing and <laughs> and whatever and they will probably follow suit that's one way and the other way is that you are actually energetically connected uh, to your to your family members and to the people around you we're all energetically connected to each other and yep. the more we heal ourselves the more we pour into this uh, this uh, unifying consciousness that we're in, and you're you're pouring into the consciousness, and from my perspective, what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing, it's a lot more relative to the circles closer to you. Right. So you're affecting the circles closer to you and the people that you're energetically connected with um, uh, closely. You're affecting them much stronger than people that are distant and people that are more distant but you're still playing into consciousness the more you you improve and the more you fix yourself from the inside because because we're all mm -hmm. consciousness at the end of the day and we're here as consciousness's representative if you want to say on this earth to have an experience and to pour back what we are experiencing this is what we're doing right so if every single one of us fixes what's going on then cautious consciousness as a whole will get better and better and better and better right and um at the end of the day what else are we here for that's what we're here for mm. yeah well um i guess um yeah I, I look it, it's a it is a fascinating i think there's you know a lot of people do feel um you know, when, when when you talk about collective consciousness and you talk about that kind of, um, when you're talking about quantum, and it's great that you have, like, I understand your 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 um, interest with sort of getting sort of a scientific evidence around around it because you, a lot of people want that kind of pragmatic and. Uh, tangible kind of explanations because this sort of stuff and this sort of way of thinking is just can be really far out for some people and intimidating as well I mean I've 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 uh, I kind of lo I've lost relationships I've lost because of this way of thinking as well you know you know or or of not um, you know you just kind of you 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 start when you start thinking like this and you your life changes you you do 
certain relationships around you start to change. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so tell me, um, and, and that brings me on to this, the, the last discussion is boundaries. <laughs> um, and daily routines, um, tell me about your daily routine and what does it consist of and, and sticking to your boundaries and sticking to, um, you know, I guess your own, like, like you know, because you know what works for you and... And you know that this stuff works because this is a boundary. This is a boundary in itself. So how do you like? How do you ensure that um, that you, you, you that you don't get distracted or disrupted by by these boundaries and and um, you know of your boundaries? You know. I think what I found from working with many people and working on myself all these years that not. Paying attention to the boundaries you set yourself is directly correlated with how much love you have for yourself. Boom. Like, I love it. <laughs> and as soon as you start noticing that and as soon as you start projecting love inwards, then these boundaries are gonna take place. Whatever your boundaries are, this is this is a this is you a start to honor yourself, right? You're yes. honoring yourself. Yes. yes. I, mm. I say I say to my clients, I am I've done my work when you're able to stand butt naked in front of a in front of a mirror and look at yourself and say I love you and really really feel it inside like I say that and I goosebump because it's just the most amazing feeling in the world to be able to genuinely just be completely exposed and look at yourself physically and mentally and spiritually and think I love this person in front of me you know and I forgive him and I love him and I just want to move forward with him and I want to experience this life every day like that. But when you start your life, when you start your day like that, right, there isn't a single person or a single thing that can go through your boundaries, right? And I talk to also to a lot of my clients and a lot on a, on a lot a lot on podcasts recently because this has been very important for people to kind of heal from what's happening right now, right? Mm -hmm. um, especially with us being you know stuck at home or whatever you want to call it i don't see it as stuck i, I love it but i'm a homey person but you know <laughs> when people come to me and say i'm stuck at home i'm stuck with my family i'm stuck with my kids and it's and, the and, language and, yes the language and and this this uh, this encroachment on your personal space that that people are feeling at the moment because they're not used to it it's natural right yeah um but what's important is that you understand that if you love yourself first and foremost it is not selfish. It is actually the best thing you can do for everyone else. Yeah. And especially yeah. the people close to you, especially your kids. I'm a father and I'm a husband and, and, and I love them to bits. And you know that. You know them both and you know how I am with mm -hmm. them, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But they don't come ahead of me. They don't. Because if I don't build these boundaries for myself, even with them, like you said, my routine in the morning. I wake up in the morning, I go do my meditation, I have time to myself, I, I do my exercise, yoga, whatever is going on that day, um, and then I come back, and that actually allows me to be 100% with Isla. I switch off my phone, I have two hours in my schedule set for her, right? Mm. And I don't do anything. I don't touch my phone, I don't check my emails, I am with her 100%. And to be very mm. honest with you, that's all she needs. Because anyways, after two hours, she's like, okay, daddy, I'm going to go hang out with Dada, which is her nanny, you know? Right. And she's, she's, she's had it because she wants to move on. And what better do you want to teach your kids than that? 
you know, mm, mm, when mm. you are with somebody or with them 100% and then it's okay to let go and go do whatever you want to do, you know, it's up to her, right? That is what is the most important thing for you to do to love yourself infinitely, to the point where that love pours outwards then to everything else that you're involved in, with your family, with your job, with your whatever you're passionate about and, and, and everything you do every day. Yeah. And that helps you kind of maintain that boundary in everything you do, whatever your boundaries are. You know, I, I'm not I don't judge here. You know, people come to me with all kinds of stuff. I don't judge. I, I don't. I frankly, sometimes I don't even care. It's, it's none of my business. You know, I'm, I'm empathetic, but everybody to their own. Um, but whatever boundaries you want to have in your life, the only way to enforce them is by you paying attention to how much you love yourself. They're just completely correlated. Amazing. It's funny because well, you're, you're you were talking about one of there's something I wanted to touch base with you. Like I actually didn't talk to sure. you about this, but um, <laughs> I, I worked with a client recently who is a DJ um, before mm -hmm. a long time ago. And uh, and he um, uh, through an, an, and he's he's very good at what he does. Um, uh, he's he's been a DJ um, in the US. He's been a DJ here in Dubai. He's been a DJ in Lebanon. And um, he was opening. He was in an opening night in a club in Lebanon, and uh, a horn went off behind his ear, and he got tinnitus, which destroyed his career, as as you can imagine. Um, but then this guy, um, amazing, amazing, amazing guy, very spiritual, very enlightened, um, understood that this was happening for him for a reason. Realized that the DJ life in general wasn't really suiting him. So he mm -hmm. moved to becoming a pianist and now he's a trained pianist um, and he's working towards launching his first album. Uh, brilliant mind. I loved talking to him, but he had a couple of things that he wanted to sort out. And I started noticing while we were working that maybe, maybe this is usually a side effect of what I do, um, <laughs> that maybe the tinnitus is somehow related to what he's saying, especially that he thought that the tinnitus was there to teach him something. Right. Mm, mm. And from that perspective, if he's learned that thing, then the tinnitus should go away. Right. Naturally. Mm. Right. This mm. is what I believe. Your unconscious mind presents this problem to you physically. Right. It's a symptom. Or, yeah. Or mentally or emotionally. That's what I was saying. It's a symptom. Mm, 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 and mm. if you clear the root cause of the problem, then all these symptoms should go away. Right. Yeah. Sometimes not overnight, but they gr gradually. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Um, mm. Your body knows, your unconscious mind knows mm, mm, mm. how much time and how much how much it needs to, for to sure, do things. For sure. So we started working together and uh, I never promised him anything about the tinnitus, but I had it in the back of my mind. Um, and when I work with my clients, they're completely healed because that's what I'm trying to project inward, outwards. I'm projecting outwards a client that's healed already, right? Because in my eyes, they're healed already. They, they, they have the capability within them the infinite capability within them to heal themselves from anything, right? Yep. Your body can do that. So, yep. so we started working and we, and we started working on some of limiting beliefs and, and, and stuff like that. And slowly day by day, while we were working together day by day, he'd wake up and he'd tell me, bro, like things were going on in my ear while I was sleeping. Like I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I can, I can feel something <laughs> happening in my ear and his doctors, all his doctors told him that, this is this this is a permanent a condition you can't heal from mm. right and for me 
the worst thing that anybody can tell me is no or I can't. Like as soon as somebody <laughs> says that's why I can't, that's why I am where I am right now because people people told me I couldn't heal from the stuff that was that was going on with me. You know? Mm -hmm. And so um, just to address the the beginning things we were talking about. This is what happens when you start dealing with the root cause of things. Is that a lot of things start disappearing and a lot of things start healing automatically. And when mm -hmm. you're healing yourself, you're healing everybody else around you and you're healing, you know, the the whole the whole of creation because we're all connected yeah you know yeah. it's it's a noble I, I, it's a noble cause to heal yourself it's a noble noble cause yeah but it, i guess it but it also sometimes as i was saying before though it does it does change um certain relationships that might be around you and they like relationships can um the dynamic of those relationships can change because of where someone is in their journey or in their path and well, yeah so you you know that you're like the perfect yeah. example of that you know we, we spoke about that before on on, on our private like coffee mm -hmm. meetings or whatever you know? yes. but, but i mean look it's very simple it's all about vibration it's all mm -hmm. about energy and vibration and the more you ascend the more your vibration ascends with you and the more you vibrate higher then you are losing the you are going to lose the vibration of the people that are lower than you not this i'm saying this very humbly right you have yeah to not not humble. lower in all they're less of a no, person no they're than not you, they're yeah, just yeah. in a different journey i understand and, yeah, and yeah. Mm. the best thing for them and for you is for you guys to go separate ways yeah right it's the best thing it's the best thing you can do yes it can hurt Yes, it can do all of these things, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it is part of the side effects. <laughs> it's part yeah. of the side effects, and and, yeah. and 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 your ascension is going to attract what's best for you and what's best to serve you at the moment of your of your of your uh, enlightenment or your ascension or your growth. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, Aslan, I always love chatting with you, buddy. Um, it we can go on for, because this is very dear to me this the, these subjects and i love talking about it i can go on for hours but we are out of time i um please tell the listeners where they can find you learn more about you and uh your your uh, your work so uh my website is www.arsalan a-r-s-a-l-a-n my first name dot co um, and my Instagram account is arsalan.alhashimi. Um, you can see my first name and my last name, I guess, in the in the notes, I guess, of this, uh, <laughs> yes, of this yes. show. Yes, uh, yes. Because it's, it's hard to spell. I know it's difficult. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, either my website uh, has a contact page. Um, it also has a bunch of information about me. Or you can go to my Instagram account and DM me, and I'll reply to you as soon as I can. That's amazing. Thank you again. Thanks for coming on to the show once again. I, I did want to uh, have that one-on-one um, -on -one session with you this time and just to be able to share um, like what I'm doing with with uh, this podcast is uh, bringing in people like yourself as well as all the amazing music people that I'm um, uh, that I'm uh, have, having as guests on the show. And uh, by all means, if you do have any questions uh, and you after consulting in the sort of music and electronic music and 
personal development, please email me at info at jameslocksmith.net. Sign up to the newsletter on jameslocksmith.net and you will be able to uh, find out more about Electronic Music Man, all the amazing guests. That's it for today. Thank you so much, Arsalan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, bro. All right. Much love. We're out. We out. We out. We out. Peace. Peace.